Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Buckeye and Bluegrass Outdoor Adventure Podcast. We have a uh, exciting, kind of kicking off the season for uh, hunting and... In general, yeah. the whole season coming up. Um, it's right around the corner, September starts so many things, you know, migratory bird comes in, um, you're looking at small game and everything like that and obviously that leads into bigger game and we're just gonna use today's topic as what we're planning to do what we've done so far and everything else and uh some of the things that we've already planned and purchased so far you know yeah for this season and uh that being said christian why don't you lead us off well, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and pay some bills real quick. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Cass Cray Outdoors. Uh, thank you guys over at Cass Cray Outdoors, everything you guys do for the podcast. Um, we're working on getting some better equipment, thanks to them. So, now, with that being said, I am looking forward to dove season. Um, Aren't we all? Oh, I'm, I'm ready, man. I the The past couple mornings, for whatever reason have been like my favorite type of mornings to hunt. There's like a chill, cloudy, just that bird hunting weather, and I love it. So I'm glad them Canada fires didn't fuck anything up. You know, I've never dealt with anything like that before. So I'm sitting here like, hey, it looks like <laughs> shit outside. All right, you know, I'm looking up, I was like, weather conditions. Shitty. <laughs> I'm like, wow. It, it literally said unhealthy. You know, and I'm like, and I'm outside working in this shit. Oh, I was yeah, too, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm like, is this Take a deep killing the birds? You know, <laughs> you know, or are we going to be out there like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> There's nothing, you know. Yeah. But no, I actually, uh, I did see a report. I think the ODNR actually put out a report on how the smoke affected them. They said it wasn't quite smoky enough, long enough to push the birds out. So all of the local birds and stuff that we have, not not just doves, but so what is too smoky? Because that it was, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bad. I think it was like a high times convention outside, you know. Freaking Canada. Yeah. We uh, at work we've actually got a guy. I call him Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking on the phone at work about the uh, the Canada fires and everything that was going on up there. And uh, he looks over at me because he was riding the truck with me. And he goes, I'm from Canada. I looked over at him. And I said, telling me you were from Canada is probably the dumbest thing you've done since you came here. And we just started screwing with him all day. But, you know, he took it. Good sport. You know, he was he was hanging out with us. And, uh, he you know, he gave it just as well as he took it. So even bought me a uh, bottle of he went up to Canada to go pick his son up and brought me back a bottle of Canadian maple syrup in a glass maple leaf. So I thought that was pretty funny, but I guess hickory smoke. <laughs> so uh, he took it just as well as he gave it. He said, uh, yeah, there's, mm. "There's so many things we could say right now, but I'm just going to drink that. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> this is you a should. show." And Let's get back to the actual topic on hand: hunting season. Mm -hmm. What's coming up? So, uh, what are you looking forward to this season? Above all else, I mean, obviously we like to hunt. It's all yeah. in my freezer. Yeah, what I'm looking freezer. Forward to. Okay, so so you're obviously looking towards the deer season. Yeah. Okay. You yourself? I mean, um, my I wouldn't really say looking forward to because you know you know me if it here in the state of Ohio and then 
now since we started the bear hunt expanding what i enjoy doing um what i'm looking forward to the most is more of goals that i have for myself mm -hmm. so waterfowl i want to shoot a banded duck mm -hmm. um i have yet to do that it's one of those shooting a banded duck is just it's luck basically like it is one of the very few out of the however many ducks there are out there that are banded going to fly into my spread the way it's supposed to. So what's banded? Band, you banded, I'm thinking it's got like a little band on its leg, like uh, you yeah. an animal and you're yeah. going to blow this fucking asshole. <laughs> so banded, banded birds, it, it's a way, it's a way for uh, natural resource departments to track how far these birds migrate. The little FedEx seal on there. There you go. <laughs> it, it's you a, <laughs> it's a little, duck right it's a little metal band and, and it'll be able to tell you, um, how far how that bird died. <laughs> how far they traveled so like when you shoot it it'll have a serial number and you can go to all the way to the ground <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a lot of these birds that travel from like alaska canada and as they're coming down you know they're killing them in texas louisiana um some of them even actually have gps monitors on them like little backpacks on the back of their necks yeah. And they follow exactly where they flew. Yeah, so somebody gonna be knocking on my door, checking in my freezer? No, you just let it. You, <laughs> you didn't take it. Out, <laughs> no, you just you let them know. You know uh, when you go to. <laughs> 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 have a hard time not shooting the dog last <laughs> But yeah, the cool part about it is like when if you do shoot like a GPS tagged bird, once you log in the number that's on it you'll actually be able to see exactly where that bird went and how far it's traveled. So, Does that affect the way it tastes? Nope. I'm just going to throw that fucking thing in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I'm think, messing with you, but that is very, very true. And it's a really cool thing. I think. Mm -hmm. they, uh, I think they actually pay you if you shoot one of those. They'll pay you to get the GPS monitor back because yeah. it's cheaper to give you $100 than it is to repay it because some fucking redneck threw it in the trash. Like, look, it made it all the way through here until it found me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to drone season. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want to shoot my biggest buck to date. That's another goal I have for myself. That's everybody's goal. That goes without saying. Yeah, but like the buck that you got behind you there, I want a buck of that caliber. I don't even care as long as my freezer gets full this year. I don't really care this year. What's and there, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just cooked uh, the last two pounds of deer that I got from you over the forest and made oh, a burger, made oh. sloppy doughs out of it. Yeah, pretty good, so wasn't good. it? Yeah. So good. And I've just like I've got two deer of that caliber, the one you got on that plaque there. Mm -hmm. I've got two deer of that caliber on the wall. And last year, I set a personal goal for myself that I stood by. I was actually, you know, you know my background of, of learning to hunt and starting my hunting journey on public land. And when a lot of times when guys do that, if it's brown, it's down. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it can still have milk on its lips. Yeah, and if you get a shot at one on public land, I mean, that's especially once the Amish have come through. And murdered every and murdered everything within sight. You know, you get that opportunity, you take it. But now that I'm, well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, 
you, re- you know, back in the caveman days, original hunting started to eat. Okay, yeah. that's what it is. It's you, it's a harvest, is what it is. And then you know, back in the '90s, you really started seeing quality deer management coming out, and people were letting these deer's well, deer mispronounce it, but T's <laughs> getting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, letting them go. I'm gonna let them live another year. I want to be bigger, you know. And so, one of my personal ultimate goals, uh, not might not happen this year, but it is one of my goals. Is I want. Uh, Stretch your ears, Peter. I want a uh, bearskin rug. Bearskin rug? That's, what I, That's what I want. That'd look good right in front of, right? Right in front of that fireplace, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't want you to get that because I feel like we're going to get random pictures of him laying oh, yeah. naked in That'd front of a bearskin rug I mean, <laughs> with a 44 yeah. mag between his legs. Covering. Yeah, or like a fica plant, you know? <laughs> and some Speedos with my gun on the bearskin rug in front of the fire. That'll be my Christmas thing. That's going out. You're all going to get one. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I mean, I would love to have a rug too. And um, my personal goal, in all honesty, is I really don't care if I get something. Yeah. It's all about it's the hunt, not the harvest. Okay. So my goal is for nothing to go wrong. Yeah. To sit back and be like, I had a great time. Yeah. I really had. A, I don't care if I shot one dub or not. All right, get out of here, man. I had a blast. Yeah. Right? I had a really good time. I, when I, remember when I bought choke to death on that fucking donut? <laughs> right? I still you had, had a great time, time hanging out bars and buying a bunch of women's drinks and not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the harvest, pal. It's about the harvest. <laughs> okay. This is hunting. This is fucking. All right. <laughs> Two completely different podcasts. All right. <laughs> so. Well, but I mean, like I said, it, it's all about, you know, um, Stephen King once said, it's about the quest, all right, not the destination. Yeah. And it, it, it truly is. So, I mean, that's a very like, nice, intelligent, philosophical way to look at it. It is. Now, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit, say that I'm not going nice. to fucking cuss <laughs> up a storm, all right, you know, if I miss something or whatever, but it's all about the memories when it comes down to it. I mean, so I look back, that last bear hunt. Okay, I didn't even hunt. Yeah, we both were there. I was fucking miserable. I got, you were sick. Sick. <laughs> I got some fucking you were plague shit in the fucking mountains, running a fever. That was horrible. Up for days. That, All right, that, I'm surprised that, they let you leave the county. About. Yeah, we're still laughing that, that about rural state park bartender plague. That's what you got. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 one, that one chick who wouldn't flash me for an Alan Jackson. Remember that chick? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, this is my friend, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was half drunk, everybody. And I was like, ah, she'll whip him out for uh, Alan Jackson. I mean, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> and uh, just joking around, had a good fun. But uh, hell, and they put us in the middle of a damn cemetery. It's like yeah. you knew I was going to get sick and die. <laughs> you know, they were just skipping to the end. Yeah. That, was, that was the best part to me, though. It, it's like. So well, it, it's the, it, I was it, it was the next morning, like the opening day of bear season. Mark and I leave our our cabin. We're walking over to your guys's yurt, and now it's one of those like small to to give some context for everybody listening and everybody on TikTok Live who's watching. You, you can't see anything on the opposite side of the yurt. There was like there was like a tree or something there. Oh, yeah. So Mark and I are leaving our cabins. We've got our guns slung, packs on our back. We're ready to go. 
We walk around the front, and we're like, what the hell is that? We scoot over. There's a whole graveyard, and the fence butts up to the side of your yurt. The graveyard <laughs> butted up. There wasn't... Butts up, a graveyard full of I'm not conv- I'm not convinced I of that. Outside, ladies and gentlemen, and threw up on a grave that was marked John Connor. John Connor. <laughs> John Connor. That's a true story. <laughs> That's a true story. I went out and checked. Yeah. I didn't believe it. The tombstone right next to him was Sarah Connor. No. And I'm like, no. Nah. I was like, whoever? I was like, James Cameron camped here. And, but, yeah, I mean, we didn't see it because when we got there, you got there after we. Yeah, and it was dark, it was dark so when we dark. got there. I mean, we get up there, and I had to turn the headlights on the truck, all right, so to see the so unloading. Yeah. So, yeah. We, I mean, you just saw the front of the year. We get in there. I mean, next morning, I'm like, man, I'm a good one. Something's a miss, you know. Blair Witch play. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, shit, you know, here it comes. And I ran out here, and I'm like, I come back in, I tell him, I'm like, dude, we're we're in the middle of a goddamn cemetery. It got, yeah. me, it got me too, but uh I don't I don't I didn't get pulled. I think you were coming down with something and then it, that actually pushed you over. But mm-hmm. I think uh I, I wouldn't want to point fingers, but I think maybe something wasn't kosher at the uh cavern we were See, at. I was saying that same thing. And I think also but <laughs> well, by the time we got there, they could have handed you literally a glass of Everclear, and you'd have been like, "This is some tasty shit." Yeah. Well, I remember the lemon drops. Oh like, That's straight vodka. By the time they got there, I, yeah, it wouldn't matter. Oh yeah, that was. They got late. late. They come late. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> what would you ask her? Do you know how to make a lemon drop? Yeah. yeah. Straight vodka. <laughs> she filled up like a uh, literally a, a scotch glass. A friggin' vodka and like sprayed it with some lemon pledge or some shit. Oh, it's I like know. lemon drop. Here you go. Lemon pledge. And I knew we were fucked at the beginning. All right. Because we sit down. He's like, let me buy you a shot. And I'm like, all right. Now I've partied with this man a couple times. And so we're sitting there and she comes back and she had this cauldron of whiskey. Do you remember the size of pretty, that bourbon? Pretty ridiculous. That was I mean, below it was well. It was bigger than her. And I'm like, I didn't know they made them that. Right. And she comes over and she gives us a shot. It's a glass. And it's like that. Yeah. It is literally like that. She just poured it to the top. And I'm like, oh, dear God, Doug, this is not good. We're gonna <laughs> I was like, we're, we're not going to make it. And we got plastered. You guys were singing David Allen Coe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's not, yeah, you, but now you remember, that's, that's what it's all about. All right. That's what I'm saying. It's about the hunt. Not the, it's the memories yeah. that are, even though I honestly think I about died. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm glad I went and did all that stuff. So that's my goal is to have another memorable season. Yeah. So very well, you makes sense. You no, brought no, up. Just you that's brought good. up choking on the donut, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I got to bring that up for everybody listening. Last dove season. So last dove season was your first dove season. Yes. And we were hunting in the middle of just this wide open field, but it had been cut from wheat. And there was still a lot of bare ground in between from where they had planted the beans. So the doves were just packing in there as well as the pigeons, right? I mean, you saw that. Well, those decoys from Cascray did oh, yeah. job. Remember that hawk that came in and tried to snatch yeah. the decoy? Nice. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we, God I got that on video. Just so like where we were facing was we had like we were facing west, I believe. 
and then we had the open field with our decoy spread out in front of us, and on the edge of that field was corn. Now, the corn at this point was fully grown. It was almost time for harvest. And we're sitting there watching, you know, watching the skies, watching for these birds. Oh, it's freaking sick. And uh, we ended up what, going, what the heck is that? And this, uh, this hawk comes over the corn, almost level with the ground, and tried to grab one of the decoys realized it was decoys at the last second and flew off. And we're just sitting there like, and I'm sitting here with my GoPro like, was it recording? No. Mother! You know, that would have been just absolutely awesome to see. Quit having so much fun. Check. There we go. Mic's back on. All right. Is mine still working? Yeah, you got your guys has been working, but yeah. So we have, um, we have been banned from TikTok Live because apparently they don't like what we're talking about. Hmm, that's too, odd. Too many adult words and all that goodness, but Aww. yeah. Does that mean somebody reported us, or they just didn't like what we were saying? I think they didn't like what we were saying because it didn't say anybody reported us. It just said. We were being hateful. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yes, speaking hateful. camaraderie and having memorable times. Yeah. yeah. Hateful. But anyway, back, speech, no. back to the donut story. Yeah. We were we were sitting in the A-frame blind, and this dove come over top. I drilled it. It falls into the field. I'm like, all right, I'm going to run back and grab this dove real quick. I, <laughs> I get over, grab the dove, and no sooner I turn around, and all I hear is, <laughs> I look over. Josh is pointing in the air at this flock of freaking pigeons that are coming by. And I'm like, shoot! <laughs> like, you and you and Dalton were both sitting there, and I'm like, shoot the damn things! You know? They did. They ended up shooting a couple of them, I think. And then I get I back over there. Because I didn't know if I needed the Heimlich or not. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just stuck the butt of your shotgun on your stomach and just... <laughs> Let the recoil give you a Heimlich. Yeah, so bear hunt this year. Um, 
you're obviously going. You rented a year. I rented a year as part of my son's uh, graduation present. And so me and my son, his best friend. And, my and I, I really am working on it I because I want to uh, kill me a bar. Uh-huh. And we are going to a new place. None of us have ever been there before. And you've been researching it. Without the bar that will kill us. Yeah. I'm going green. And Maybe that's what it was. We were sitting, we, we almost died. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. TikTok something about got us about. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, that's that's know. Like, yeah. Where, that's a bunch of hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick and everything. Yeah, we got to get rid of it. No. But I don't know. And I don't care. I mean, so um, as far as the bear hunt goes, um, what are you doing to prepare for it? Uh, I have been into the gym quite a bit, actually, as far as physically. Um, I'm not going into it as unprepared as I did last time because mm-hmm. climbing that hill about killed me. I've been walking out and checking my mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And pounding rum. That's my training. I, you know, I my goal is... We're not on TikTok now, so this isn't tea. Yeah. <laughs> and... My goal is opening day, we get out there, I'm going to try to get to the the back side of the woods. You know what I mean? That when everybody's coming through, they're going to be pushing stuff out of there. And more than likely, it's going to be, I'm going to find the area that everybody's going to be parking at. And everybody's going to be walking into the woods in the same spot, because that's normally what happens on public land. And I'm going to try to basically cut the bear off. Get one, you know, someone... These guys are pushing the woods, trying to drive bear. Because I guess in Pennsylvania, that's a big thing. Doing bear drives, mm-hmm. the way we do deer drives here in well, Ohio that, is a big thing. That I was there, though, all the locals were saying that it was the worst year that they'd seen. Remember, they were like, there is yeah. no bear. Yeah, yeah, because Usually there's, there's so many there that... Uh, there's nothing from me. Yeah. 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 Well, bad. even that bar had like a post where you could like go and they'd hoist your bear up for you. And you could get like a picture taken with it. Awesome. And the whole time we were there, we didn't see one person get one. Yeah, yeah, that and, was the first year I went up there where I hadn't seen anybody that got one. Yeah, and but plus, and that's I, what they said. All the locals were like, yeah. "I didn't really listen to them much because I was too busy throwing up." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had, I had it bad up there, man. And you know, we, I left early because of how sick I was. And hopefully, that don't ever happen again. <laughs> so hopefully. But this, like I said, uh, we ended up having to get a different spot. So yeah. It's, I'm not preparing at all. I really am. Really? Where is this at? This is it. It's uh, Clear Creek. Clear Creek Clear State Park. Creek. In Pennsylvania. Uh, like I said, there are some information on that way. Yeah, not a problem. And uh, he got a yurt right beside me. As of now, he's the only one in that yurt. Right, right. My yurt's full. He got one. And. Uh, got a family member that said he'd be interested in going. I think he said he would go. And, but you know how big the yurts are. 44 is hungry. It is. I got that 30 out 6. I actually I need to order a freaking scope for it. But I got a decent scope for mine. I sighted it in and everything. I'm ready to but go. I, I am. I am. Some real nasty. Got some real nasty loads yeah. from you. There you go. I am excited this year to get you into duck hunting. Because... I saw how much you love dove hunting, and you're like, we got to do this more often. You know, when you get into duck hunting. Now, are ducks uh, are, are ducks good eating? They're great. I love yeah. them. 
I love goose. I've never. I love Canadian geese. That is, you're. They're basically steaks. It's a red meat. That's what we got kicked off for. The Canadian fires. That's what it was. <laughs> that hickory smoke comment I made. Oh, yeah. That was just too much for them. Oh, man. It all makes sense now. So be careful on this Canadian goose thing. All right. <laughs> they're they're delicious, but duck is really good. So I'm. Uh, One thing I've never had. One of the things I've never. What about bear? Have you guys ate bear? I know some people do. Some I've, people hate it. I've had bear sticks. I had bear um, that was cubed up and put into a stew. All right, so it's not really. It's more like filler meat at that okay, point. Yeah, right. so, hard hard to get it. yeah. So, but from my, my understanding, it's a delicacy. I've heard of people where some people say it's pretty gamey. Well, it depends. Um, so, like, if you're in an area where there's a lot of fruit. Now they got a lot of fat built up for right. their hibernation. All right. Yeah. So when they eat that, that fat will pull in Marinating and cranberries. Yeah. So they'll <laughs> raspberries. They'll, yeah, they'll pull out the fat and they'll boil it into a yard into a uh, lard. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Yes. And then they'll use that lard to cook with. It's nice. got that sweetening. And nice. So, yeah. I bet that would be tasty. Yeah, it would. And make some bear gravy. But I want to make some uh, trouble on it. Sure. Because when I make venison, I got to mix it with pork because there's not a lot of fat in venison. Yeah. Okay. So bear be different. Well, I I might do that. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. That that could be fantastic. That could be something very different. It might be quite yummy. We have to tame (laughs) it down so we don't get banned from everybody else. All right. So I am. I am excited for that though. Like I, I want. I'm ready to get you out into a duck blind. Um, I've spoke with my buddy. I told told you about this. I spoke with my buddy Frank, um, and as long as you're willing to help put up the duck blind and tear it down at the end of the season, you're welcome to hunt with us. Now, and I know I've said this to you before, but you guys have dogs? No, uh, me. Dude, you're the dog. I'm the youngest guy. Gotcha. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> 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 I didn't even have to think of that one. <laughs> Somebody else did it for me. <laughs> um, well, the guy, the guy I hunt with, Frank, he's older guy, retired. Hey, sensuous, sensuous up. <laughs> uh, you know, he just. That, that, I'm putting that. See that stuff that's called vodka right there. It's right next to the tequila. <laughs> well, I was stuttering from the last tea that I had. This is some bullshit. All right. Doug, you're completely ruining our hunting podcast. Is that good? <laughs> That's good. What are you talking about? But. I am. I am. Uh, you already got us kicked off of TikTok. <laughs> you quit talking about Canadian hickory smoke. We uh, he can't get around that well, you know. Okay, okay. Older no. gentleman. Yeah, he's older, yeah. retired now. He just had his knee replaced, but um, you know, he he can't get around all that well as far as getting out and retrieving ducks and stuff like that. So, um, basically, like when I started hunting with him, I that that responsibility of putting decoys out, pulling them in, going to get the ducks, things like that, pulling all the gear, fell towards me, and that's what happens when you start. You hunt in a new area with new people. You, you know how it goes. Yeah. I'm still listening to you. So, um, I, 
the area that we have to hunt is the best place in Richland County to hunt ducks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've told you that before. I believe you. But, I mean, I went out and, and, issue, dogs and it was, I mean, you, you're spot on, you know. And, the issue that we that we have a lot of times is, you know, and, and you get it a lot in waterfowl hunting. Mm -hmm. And I think actually think we've talked about this before. You get it a lot in just hunting in general. Everybody wants to show up for the hunt. They don't nobody want to do wants to shoot. Yeah, nobody wants to show up when it comes time to hang cameras, check cameras, once move that, stands. Once that trigger's pulled, and yeah, done. Yeah, I know exactly. We've we discussed this before. Yeah, we need to do a podcast like episode called "Shitheads" and what can be done about them. Right? Yeah, because the world is infested with them, and uh, for some reason, they always end up lining up around me. I mean, we did an episode called "Bear Hunt Nightmare." Which needed to be about three episodes long, all right? Because I only hit the high points of that one. And but yeah, there's a lot of people they ain't got no respect, you know, and just common courtesy. Yeah. You know, you, you if you bring somebody on to your property or introduce them to other people that you've hunted before, be on good behavior. Don't be a heathen. Yes, don't be a heathen. All right, and you know because that doesn't just reflect you; reflects that person. Yeah, you know? and. That lodge we were at, we had a good time on that there. We really did. Even though I was sick as hell, that first night we were there, I had a blast. Yeah. Right? And I think you guys did too, from what I can remember. And <laughs> so, but now I had been there a few years prior to that, and there was and literally. Somebody wasn't. Yeah. You know, he was literally kicked out twice. Ridiculous. Twice. And showed back up the very next day. No shame whatsoever. And. We weren't like choir boys <laughs> yeah, in Sunday right. school. You know, I mean, so that gives you a yeah, hint on how yeah. bad this guy was. Well, yeah. You know, we were in the industry for a while. Like, we know. Mm -hmm. We know those people. Well, there's a certain level of fuckery that is expected when a group of guys comes into the bar and, and starts throwing down the amount of drinks we were throwing down. Mm -hmm. Bartenders understand that. But. When you get to the point where you get kicked out twice, yeah, the better you tip, the more you can get away with. Well, there's, <laughs> it's not just the tipping; it's like that's why I tip good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I hate that fucker, but he tips good. Give him another one. Yeah, and but like I'm sitting in there with this guy, and he would literally drink three to our one, like right now. And it was just two fisting, and this poor boy. Yeah, but then you're just—we know those people. Yeah, and it's just it's annoying. So fun. It's yeah, so fun. It ain't, it ain't no. They fun. call those alcoholics. No, they, they they're pain not. in the ass. <laughs> is what you call them. Man. Yeah, they call them not invited back. Mm -hmm. That's what they call Basically. them. Basically, don't bark. <laughs> Get the fuck out. So, <laughs> but I don't know. Where were we at? We went from we got on. We were talking and, about uh, duck hunting we and getting you we into duck hunting. Straight to assholes, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but okay, so let's go to deer season. Um, what all have we done for deer season? Prep goals. I'll be honest with you. I have not done anything yet. I have been staying out of my areas because I know there's a couple bucks in there that I really want to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. That, as far as I know, made it through the season. Um, this weekend I actually have plans to go out and get my trails cut to my deer stands. I have one that I want to move. And uh, trail cameras. I need to get all those set up and start baiting 
areas that I'm going to bake. So you know it's out there, man. And that's I love trail cameras. And I mean, I hunted forever without them, you know. And growing up without them, you know, people sure, didn't exist when we were younger. They didn't, you know. And then the, I mean, the first trail camera I got was literally this big. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a flash on it that would start a forest looked fire. Like a, <laughs> it looked like a pump house heater. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. Those old milk house heaters. Yeah. You know, that's I how mean, big they were. You open it up, it's like, here's the deer that used to be in the woods. <laughs> it done scared it two counties over. It's so. not hard to find now. It's blind running into every tree in the woods. Yeah. It's, and it's fur on fire. And, so, and now they're, I'm like, hell, it's like your cell phone's going, bing, you're like, you got a deer in your woods, right? He yeah. doesn't know it because it's got infrared, you know, and everything, yeah, satellite, yeah. GPS, and everything else to that's it. Awesome. And, and you hmm. get in contact with your cameras from up here? Uh, no, 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 I can't. And uh, How far is it? You, that's, what did you do to do that? Because I didn't it, know So, it, it would work, actually. Like, yeah. if, if he had cell service down in Kentucky. Which I do on that property up on top of it. Down yeah. the bottom, too. I would, uh, what can you get me a booster? I don't even need the booster. I mean, it's, you can, like, he was, that's what he was about ready to say. You can buy the ones that are, like, for Verizon, AT&T, or whatever, and you automatically link them up to it. And it's like a $20 a month plan um, for how many pictures you get and everything. But I go down every two weeks. So I'm not paying any more money when I've already got trail cameras because I'm checking them as soon as I go down anyway. One of the benefits, though, of, of running a cellular camera is I, I can literally go in in the springtime, set everything up, and make that a deer sanctuary until I'm ready to go hunt it. So I can get, I can have that thing sending me pictures. You know, you can set it to where literally every morning at 9 a.m., all the pictures it's taken since 9 a.m. yesterday, it'll send straight yeah. to you. And what it does is, like I said, it allows you to basically create a deer sanctuary. And it minimizes the amount of time where you actually have to go in and, you know, tromp through your woods and scent it all up. And Yes. That's one of the benefits of it. Sure. So. Oh, I mean, you know, there's a ton of, you know, it'd be way better. The technology has come so far since I was a kid, man. Like, it's awesome that that stuff exists now. I currently don't have any. I'm looking forward to getting some. But um, it's just it's one of those things monetarily it's not in the budget for me right now it's not one of those things that i need to be spending money on but i've I've, in my budget if i uh, stopped buying other things (laughs) 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 and i'm just man i you know josh knows how much they that i've been fucking working lately and it seems like if I'm not at work, somebody's calling me, you know, hey, will you help with this? Will you help with that? Will you help with that? And I've already told everybody, look, anything you need help with or anything you need done, you better get a hold of me and get it fucking done before September 1st. Because once September 1st comes, every spare minute that I have that I'm not either at work or doing something with my wife and kid, I will be in the woods. Yeah, September 1st, Dove opens up. September 2nd, Early Goose and Teal opens up here in Ohio. I'm I'm ready just to get get down to it and start hunting. Now, my favorite 
season is muzzleloader season. Yeah. I absolutely love muzzleloader hunting. Why is that your favorite? Because it's the skill involved. It is a one-shot mentality. One, That's all you've got now. And that's like when my kids raised them up hunting and everything. And same way I was raised. They gave me one bullet. That's what they taught me about. All right. And that works. All right. So most not, of us had single shot shotguns. Back well, then, and, you know, and, like, and even if I didn't, they're like, hey, you like this pump action yeah, shotgun? Right? Don't even worry about pumping it. You got one <laughs> damn shot. And, but so you don't learn spray and pray. And but muzzle loaders, it's just I love that. You squeeze that trigger and that smoke rolls out and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see it on the ground, you know. They hit like the hammer of Thor. They really do. The little uh, last of the Mohegan when you had something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, or uh, what's that other damn movie with uh, Mel Gibson in The Patriot? Yeah. <laughs> Hold the line you know, with your one bullet. Yeah, and so I love muzzleloader hunting, and for a long time, we were not allowed to use straight ball cartridges in Ohio. Yeah, a long time, a long decade. All right, so if you wanted to reach out to get any distance at all, you had to use a muzzle loader. Yeah. And so that's what I used. Well, you got to think, yeah, I think even, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, it doesn't seem like a long time, but the slug capabilities of shotguns were not what they are today. No, they weren't, yeah. I I mean, you know, you had. Pumpkin balls. Yeah, you had. Slugs. You had an accurate distance of 30 yards with no wind. Like it was, it was shoddy at best, and the way that just the technology's come up now, you know, twelve gauge shotguns are easily a hundred, hundred plus yards guns, but moving towards straight wall cartridges, I think you're going to get a lot more of. And now you have the younger people that are like, if I, if I won't reach out two hundred yards, then it's crap. It's like you guys have no idea. Yeah, yeah. what we yeah. dealt with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back when I was your age, I had to hunt with a hammer. Attack hammer. It wasn't even a full size hammer. But it's uh, it's nice to have that like that straight wall now. And then I do wish that we could go to bottleneck cartridges here in Ohio. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It, it would be awesome, and I think we. There's no reason why we shouldn't, but that's that's another podcast episode because that's an eight-hour bitch rant right there. <laughs> yes. Why can't I, you know? Why can't I kill a groundhog with a 30-06 running a 180-grain bullet, but I can't kill a deer nope. with a 30-06 and yeah, a in so, so here's a question. I mean, both you guys are gun guys, all right? I can go out right now and coyote hunt right now with that 300 Winchester Magnum. At night. Yes. Or your AR. Or, or, yeah, okay. But I'm going to use that 300 Magnum example. But I cannot go deer hunting with a 30-30. Makes no sense. No sense at all. Oh, show me any arbitrary gun laws that make any sense. Well, I'm just saying, and it don't. <laughs> all right? So, you know, when they say ignorant of the laws, no excuse. I'm going to respond with there's no excuse for ignorant laws. <laughs> so, I mean, but, you know, that, that's another podcast and everything, and I would like to see Ohio go up to Bob and 
Well, I think you're going to have a lot less accidents because every, when you go out and get a rifle, right, a hunting rifle, I will go out to say as far as nine times. Eight. <laughs> I will reach eight as far <laughs> as to say that not eight or nine out of ten hunting rifles, not shotguns, but rifles are scoped. Mm-hmm. Which means you have to actually shoulder that firearm, look down the scope, and you're aware of your target. Okay? You're not fucking Jedediah with 87 of his brothers and sisters and cousins and nephews and slinging hundreds of rounds of lead at one deer that jumps up. In a deer drive. In a deer drive. So that's why drives are so popular in states like Ohio. Because they go to these small 10-acre woods, whatever, and they push them out. Mm-hmm. Right? Some people call them a drive. Some people call them a push. All right? Yeah. But what happens is you get a group of people. They walk through the woods, and there's another group on the other end shooting whatever runs out. And You better really like those people. Yes. <laughs> you better trust those <laughs> yeah. people. Ain't. And I've, I've not been shot during yeah. these things. I really have. And um, and it, it's, it's a scary sound when you hear that zoom. Going over yeah. your head because that's a bullet. That's yeah. a slug. So when you go to other states like Kentucky that have bottleneck, all right, is well, what am I saying? No, no restrictions on, right? So you're allowed to use bottleneck. What these individuals are doing for the most part, they're you don't see a lot of drives now. You don't see a lot of pushing. No. Right? They're ambush hunting. Okay, so that's where their entry stands, shooting at a downward angle, more accurate. They can see more clearly what they're shooting at. Less chance of hitting any less accidents, else, except for what you're everyone. Yeah, and I think states like Ohio are seeing that. That's why they're like, well, we're going to start bridging the gap, and we're going to start allowing straight walls. All right. So, what do ammo manufacturing companies and firearm manufacturing companies do? Well, we're going to target this. And we're going to create a more suitable cartridge. And you start seeing longer range straight wall cartridges. All right. So you got a 350 Legend. All right. One of the flattest straight wall cartridges out there. It's ballistically similar to a 3030, but you can't hunt with 3030. Well, sure. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it shoots flatter than the 44 Magnum, but you can hunt with it. it like, I mean, it's just. It's compared to like I have you. You've seen how many shotguns I have in mm-hmm. my house. Every single one of them I'm capable of hunting deer with. But last year I got my first 450 Bushmaster in the CVA Scout sing, uh, single shot. Yeah, I was already bought it. Yeah, great gun. I my dad has one. Yeah, I won't. Well, I, I won't deer. <laughs> I won't deer hunt with anything other than that gun season here in Ohio because. I have the ability to reach out farther, and it's just better than hunting with a 12 gauge. But I'm down too, don't I? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I personally will not go back to a shotgun. Now I have a lot of shotguns because I love to pheasant hunt, I love to duck hunt, dove hunt. I got shotguns for hunting everything in Ohio. I have, but I have five shotguns, so yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why but, really. I just see them and I buy them. When when and I hope the day does come that we can get bottleneck cartridges in the state of Ohio. 
unfortunately, I think you're going to see a lot of people moving away from those straight wall cartridges. So now... And why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's it, it's just... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for before this tea set in? Um, it's more sensible. It really is. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's see. Here, I got to hit more on him. Um, and you will see them. You'll see me gravitate away from it because yeah. I have a 450 Bushmaster over there, but I also got a 300 or 300 wind mag right beside it and a 30 out six right beside it. Yeah. Am I going to take that Bushmaster over that 30 out six? No, especially shooting across these fields that we have, how flat land are they? I get way more reach out of it. So it just makes more sense. It really does. Just a second here. Yeah, I have. I have been dreaming of that day that we can finally use bottlenecks because I have a 30-06 in my freaking gun safe that I get to use every other year when we go bear hunting. Right. So. I'll be the crazy guy with the 44 mag bear hunting. You won't be that crazy because I loaded that 44 for you. Well, <laughs> you but ain't going to see nothing but Paul. So <laughs> yeah. Still, a lot of people would say that that's not, uh, that's not great, but uh, I did it on purpose. I could have went with a 4570, but I wanted the 44 mag to also do dual purpose. I needed to get two uses out of that gun. I needed to be able to hunt deer with it and hunt bear with it. And a 4570, I think, is just too much for deer hunting. I'm gonna say it's too much because you can't kill something too dead. <laughs> and, and, all right, and, and we've discussed this before. And uh, so when you show me something that's been killed too dead, then I'll agree. With now that. I would not go to Canada and hunt grizzlies with a 44. I promise you that. Well, then, I mean, but the black bear, I feel Rule hunt grizzlies. I mean, for sidearm carry was four three one. Um, caliber starts with a four. Uh, weight of the bullet three hundred grain, and one is for a thousand feet per second. Forty four mag meets us. All that criteria and grizzlies scare it, me. It, it, it was once. <laughs> it, I understand. I mean, it's a big fucking bear. Bears not so much, man. A grizzly. Yeah. So I mean, but it, it, at one time it was the most. Powerful handgun in the world, it really was, and so people had no problem going up there and hunting with them. And you can do it. Here's I mean, my, if I could hunt grizzlies with grenades, that's what I would use. Yeah, now. here's, here's <laughs> my thing with using when you go up there hunting, okay, and you're choosing the 44 mag. I'm not going to try and talk you out of it, okay? It just depends on what style of hunting that you're choosing. So yeah. now, if you're doing a drive, um, or you're doing a lot of pushing, all right, and you're in heavy timber. Does it make a, I mean, a hundred yard shot is a very. And I don't have the distance that you guys are going to have. Yeah, but if I'm in the woods, it's it's not going to be a problem. Okay. And so, but now if you're doing spot and stalk, all right, and you're looking over canyons, you're looking over this and you want some reach. So I don't plan on taking a a 300 yard shot though. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So, I mean, I totally agree. If you go with that 44 mag, it's not a problem. These old eyes probably couldn't see it with a scope anyway at 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that would suck, and you walk up on it like, that wasn't a bear. That was Farmer John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I have nothing. I love the 44 man, and especially in handguns. I mean, I grew up with Dirty Gary. 
Sure. Who hasn't, you know? And I mean, I watched those movies. I fell in love with it. I started handgun hunting. Have you guys ever handgun hunted before? No. No. You have got to get into that. All right. I'll come borrow yours. And well, I used to have a Ruger. It it seems, uh, Thanks for interrupting me. It wasn't that fucking important, dog. <laughs> but uh, no, but back in the day when you didn't have straight wall rifles and all that stuff, I carried. I had a Ruger Super Red Hawk nine and a half inch barrel on it. Okay, so it got some reach to it. And open sight, I shot a deer. It was 106 yards, and I hit it with open sight. And I did that, and I loved it because my dad was just standing there like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I did." Yeah, I, you know. Chalk it up, and so it's I'm a good a, shoot, yeah. It is. I had a uh, was it a, a Vaquero? Mm-hmm. Good gun too. Ruger Vaquero. I have yeah. one too. Forty-five long. Yeah. All right, your turn, Christian. Four. I don't know yet. What's the next time? What, what we're we gonna have to now? sign off because we're uh, we're at our time limit here. Actually. We're not. We're forty-eight minutes. You got like twelve minutes left. <laughs> right, you're gonna do a three-minute wrap up. Come on. Three-minute wrap up. <laughs> I, I'm just, man, I'm just ready to be not at fucking work in, in the woods. That's like that's the only thing on my mind right now. I've got my duck calls out. I'm practicing with them, annoying the shit out of my wife, teaching my kid to blow a duck call, but he's four, so he doesn't have any rhythm to it. He just likes to make the loud noise when he blows into it as hard as his little four-year-old noise, lungs yeah. can. Blows well, out the dog's cool, eardrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my motto. For the Take a kid hunting. Yeah. yeah. Two in his hands. Get him out of the bag. Get out there and hit them squirrels. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the funnest hunt. It really is. Well, I, plan, I definitely plan on taking him dove hunting with us this year. Uh-huh. You know, get him out there. Yeah. Dove hunting is one of them things where he can be running around making noise in the blind, and he, that's not going to affect anything. Get him uh, setting some traps. That's how I got into it, fellas. I, uh, I ran traps. There's no money in fur anymore, but when there I was growing up, man, there really was. And I was... Uh, I was making decent money as a, a very young teenager, 13, uh, running a, a very meager little trap line, uh, trapping coon and muskrat. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah. But it, it just it disappeared. It really did. It oh, yeah. You used to be able to get uh, 14 to $30 for a nice coon. I mean, I now. Yeah, I, I remember $20, $30 back in the 80s and 90s. Like, it was not. You would not see a coon sitting on the side of the road. No, no. Yeah. You wouldn't. He'd be like, <laughs> I mean, they damn near wreck your car. You know? Yeah, you have. You, they have their kids out there stopping traffic. Yeah, you know? <laughs> being serious, kids, because thirty dollars in nineteen ninety, it's like a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got more than a gallon of gas back then. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just ready for it to start, man. And you know, we're gonna start ramping stuff up. Um, as far as videos, I'm gonna Dude, do. Is that Snake Mountain? It is. That's fucking. I'm going to start doing some videos about, uh, you know, early season setup, what we're doing, uh, setting up trail cameras, trail camera tips, hanging stands, doing tips on that. So one of these days I will go down and we'll set it up for a podcast and show some videos of Kentucky and what me and my family have done down there because we've really set up. For uh, deer this year, I could take my cameras down with us and uh, get some relaxed footage. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I want to bring you down there, though. Can I borrow your cameras? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, wait a minute. We're not on TV. I'm not. Eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, you've been down there. and Multiple times, yeah. Yeah, I've walked damn near about every inch of that place. I no, think. you haven't, because I haven't even walked in there. I mean, 
and oh, huh? it, it's just of what we've set up. Mm-hmm. We haven't. I mean, there's a lot of ground down here. That yeah. And, so you're saying there's room for one more? Because what? Else? So, so you're saying there's room for one more? Oh Jesus Christ! But uh, I'm gonna buy an <laughs> anchor and build a cabin. So right, right beside his house. <laughs> I'm gonna set a shooting range up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing but AKs everywhere. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we put, especially my dad. You know, we put a lot of work down here. Food plots. Um, you guys have done a lot. I don't even know how many food plots. I didn't have to sit back and count them. And the, uh, I think we got seven tree stands put up down there. You spent three what, the first feeders. two years clearing brush, I believe? Oh, it was, well, it was way more than two years. The, the first time. two years yeah. we were down there, we just tried hunting. And I could, I went through that big thicket. It used to be a pasture field, the one behind the house. Yeah. All right, it's a pasture field now. But back then, I mean, they growed up into a thicket. I went through there with a meat cleaver and cut shooting lanes through there <laughs> so that our hunting partner, Bob Ryland, could hunt up there. And work my ass off. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got sweat down there. I'm like, I'm like, you're all, you're all good to go, Bob. You know? <laughs> so Glad I can help you out. Yeah, I'm, I didn't regret it a bit. And so, and then uh, I went and hunted this one spot, and I sat in there for three days, man. I mean, for, for 14 hours each day, and my ass was numb from sitting on it because I'm too cheap to buy a cushion. And I, that's when I shot that one right there. Yeah. And I almost let him live another year. I was like, I think I'm going to let him live. Well, then he looked at me twice, and I'm like, you like fucking me? <laughs> and I shot now, I've, got a, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you have anything against mounting, or did you just not want to, uh, you just not like paying the, the, the price to do it, or do you prefer that? You know, we have, um, well, I've told him about it. Um, you guys can't see this, but it's just a bare skull with the antlers. Is what it's just a Euro mount. What do you use? European mount. European mount, skull mount. Um, we have a standard. Down there in Kentucky, my dad shot a deer. And it was at, right at that limit where my dad's like, am I going to get this mounted or not? And I said, hey, why don't you get that mounted? It's the biggest deer you've ever shot. And we'll use that as the standard. That's the measuring stick. That's the Ric Flair of the fucking beer. That we got in. Yes. And if it's bigger than that. Did it have a Rolex on? We will. He shot it. So <laughs> if he did, it's still laying in the woods. Jet and, flying. Yeah, jet flying. <laughs> Limousine riding. So girl kissing. And, uh, sorry. And don't be sorry. Big wrestling fan. And so. Uh, I've actually met Ric Flair. He's awesome. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. So, so this deer is down there at the property in Kentucky hanging up, and if it's bigger than that, we will mount it. If it's smaller than that, then we will skull mount it or uh, skull cap it. And when I shot that one, the head was actually still up here in Ohio that we used as a measuring stick. And I'm like, I don't think this one is bigger. It's it's bigger, bigger than that one. So I did not, and I did a skull mount. Now what does it... And it was bigger. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I knew, that's where, I knew that's where that was going. Yeah. So what does it cost to do a full head mount these days? Depends on who you go to, man. I mean, they average have... about four fifty right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's man. not bad. Why'd you cheap out? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off. So, but no, they're not bad. Um, the biggest one anybody shot in my family, immediate family, 
is my son. He got a nice surf king. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a stud. It's upstairs. Yeah, we definitely got that one. And that was a fucking adventure right there getting that one. Because we tracked it forever because he hit a tree and sent the bullet shooting sideways. Oh, man. And it gut shot it. And we tracked it forever until we finally got it. And But all the ones that were, like, really big, I mean, they're, they're an hour story on their own. I mean, I can tell them um, I got a great Uncle Don that he, he seen clear out in his field, open field, there was one apple tree out there. And I'm talking hundreds of yards out there. And he knew it was a big one. And he didn't know how to get out there. So he walked behind a fucking mule. Like that Jeremiah Johnson movie <laughs> with this shitty old Horton crossbow. And he got up there and got it. I mean, that would never work for me. All right? <laughs> but he goes out there behind this mule and he shoots it and he shoots it in the ass. All right? So they tracked it for like five miles before it bled to death. Lordy. Yeah. And they, so he's got this 16-point mounted and i'm like if that if that would happen to me never found no i would have went back and all four of my tires would have been flat <laughs> right? that's how my luck works i know me too i got another cousin that uh he shot a 14 point over mohegan with a muzzle loader and it was like 400 yards away and i'm not talking like my muzzle loader i'm talking the old thompson center yeah i got one yeah yes. got one. yeah they were sitting there in the bob guy Told you before was with him. He's like, those are too far. Well, let's just go around here. And he's like, well, give me a second, Bob. And he aimed at the, <laughs> he aimed at the fucking sun. Yeah. <laughs> and the Mars. Squeezed the trigger. And yeah. the damn, it was an old ball and patch. Yeah. yeah. And the lead ball came straight down and hit it in the back. That's, That's awesome. how arc it went. That's and, awesome. and that is not awesome. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and if I hadn't seen the dead deer myself, I wouldn't believe it. That's, that's like a, Josh like, had done that like a crazy shit. Crazy uncle story with the twenty-two right there. Josh had done that shit. It ended up hitting the freaking game warden's truck. <laughs> the game warden's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> in the me. foot, out of cuff and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Rosco, Pico, right? and, and I'm like, man, I was shooting the deer. Well, guys. That's going to do it for this episode of... I'm just going to label this one as man shit, because we flew off the yeah, hunting topic a lot. A little bit of everywhere, yeah. but I had a good time. So, man. I mean, that's the best time I ever had getting kicked off TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, you just need to calm down over there. Watch your language. I'm telling you what, the hate speech. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, because, yeah, we hate each other, don't we? So, with that being said, guys, uh, we're going to, once again, give a shout-out to our sponsor. Hopefully, they stay our sponsor if they, after they listen to this. <laughs> Cash Cray Outdoors. Um, Josh, you want to go ahead and sign you sign yourself off there? My, You've heard it before, and I'm going to say it again. Take a kid hunting. All right? Keep the tradition alive, and the next generation is what keeps us going. So, I'd rather hunt with a kid than a fool any day of the week. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, seasons are coming up. Make sure you're getting out there practicing with your bows, getting your shotguns oiled up and ready to go. Uh, and I'm going to say it as always. Remember to sit still, shoot straight, and we'll catch you on the next one.